Tarek woke suddenly, and far too early. Only a thin sliver of faint gray light creeping through the cracks in the shutter of the small east window told him morning was even approaching. Yet something had awakened him, and he didn't know what. It was something with a prickly feeling of urgency about it. But Tarek, still closer to sleep than to full wakefulness, was less conscious of that than of his annoyance at losing the thread of the dream he had been dreaming. His mind reached back toward sleep, stretching to grasp the severed thread before it fell completely away, forever out of reach. Already it was so far gone and falling so fast that he wasn't sure what the dream had been. But it had been an exciting dream, he was sure of that much, so exhilarating and tantalizing that its promise still seemed more real and urgent than the threat which some unidentified sense had told him existed in the real world. So, momentarily relegating the real threat to second place, he chased the dream, struggling more and more frantically after its dissolving remains as he felt a growing fear that he would never be able to get it back. Then, abruptly, that dissolved, and he had the dream. For a few seconds, he managed to hold it, turn it over in his mind, examine it from several sides. Then it vanished for good. He hadn't had time to see it all clearly, but he had seen enough to be sure that it was the germ of something, and he had not seen the last of it. He had been dreaming of the manuscripts that had been rescued from Yabal, and in particular, the yellowing pages of observations of falling bodies and the other pages of painstaking circles on circles with which some nameless old temple man had reconstructed the paths of the wandering stars. Now why, Tarek thought with slight puzzlement, should I put those two things in the same dream? but his puzzlement at that was quickly crowded out by the excitement surrounding the one image that still remained prominent from the dream, the strange words he had found scrawled in a tiny, disguised hand in a margin of one of the pages of circled drawings. What if Yimrek weren't at the center? He thought he saw, only dimly so far, but he thought he saw and he was filled with a driving eagerness to get to the monastery, where he could look again at the salvaged writings and check and pursue his ideas. Meanwhile, the sense of something wrong persisted. What was it? Freed of what had seemed more pressing matters, his mind attuned itself in seconds to external reality. He looked around the shack's single room for anything out of order, but at first glance, at least, all seemed normal. Despite the feebleness of the light sneaking in through the shutters, the room was not really dark. Its lighting was undeniably dim, but light there was, and enough for acclimated eyes to see by, both from the phosphorescent fungi growing in patches on the walls and ceiling and floor, and from the luminous icon of the Dixar Kangir in its niche in the corner. Tarek's aged parents, Dajek and Tolimra, slept as peacefully as ever these days, next to Tarek on the family's straw-covered sleeping platform. Beyond them, last night's coals still glowed faintly in the fireplace, and a couple of tiny zeratel quietly and methodically cleaned up the few crumbs dropped at the evening meal.
Nowhere could Tarek find anything amiss. And that fact, rather than calming the feeling of lurking danger, intensified it by making the threat seem more elusive and therefore more sinister. Quickly, Tarek concentrated on other scenes. Smell? Fresh straw on the sleeping platform, the damp aroma of the dirt floor and fungi, the rich, many-layered scent years of cooking had made a part of the fireplace.